0: good evening and welcome to royal fetish radio i'm your host jack sitting jasmine and
1: with you as always is i who is you king noir (laughs) what's going on everybody
0: hey how are you king
1: i'm excellent feeling good feeling great
0: Mm. how are you i'm doing well you got your sexy voice on
1: i know i'm trying to help us get more listeners so i'm trying to (laughs) you know put on my Get them ready, voice.
0: All right. So for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, King's voice gets sexier by the minute.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. So you're going to have to. Look you, trying to be all compatible.
0: (laughs) So you have to stay, um, stay with us for the rest of this episode. Get
1: your lube ready.
0: Okay. Okay. So everyone should know that you have been obsessed with lube
1: obsessed i am I mean I, I think it's a requirement it's a necessity it's it it's one of those things that's as important as breathing
0: it is but i've never heard you talk about it so much
1: because i want the people to know that lube is important you know what i'm saying i, I feel like it's it's my mission just like um <laughs> what's her name melania trump she's trying to help people against bullying i'm trying to help people against scratchy sex
0: i hope your campaign goes a lot further
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when
1: you are the president mm-hmm. and i'm the first dude, mm-hmm. first I dude. <laughs> I like that. i'm gonna be out there campaigning for loop first dude loves loop you know what i mean that's my motto and i'm gonna get everybody out there <laughs>
0: first dude loves <laughs> loop i like that um it sounds like we probably need to pitch this show to some amazing move company out there because we could probably use a really good lube sponsor yeah
1: i think i think either lube or i'd like to be sponsored by coconut oil because <laughs> i want to be glistening every time i do this show
0: uh, but remember for those you that, can't use
1: coconut you. oil with lube. I, my with, con- with, a condom. with condoms yeah you can't use it with condoms because it'll tear it up so trust me i know this is all part of my campaign
0: <laughs> okay i got you i won't
1: You know what I'm saying? You're going to be doing important stuff like nuclear codes and shit. You don't got to worry about the loop. I got you.
0: Or protecting journalists around the the world. mm, Mm, Message. Yeah. So um, just in case um, those of you who are tuning in don't know, we don't do this alone. We can't do it alone. I want to talk to you a little bit about our Royal Fetish Cabinet.
1: Okay. Yes. There you go. We
0: have our executive producer, Ricardo.
1: What up, Cardo?
0: And we have our associate producer, Francis.
1: Hey, Francis. Yes.
0: They don't want to be associated with us, so they're going to stay on mute as long as they possibly
1: can. Yeah, they're only going to chime in to tell us to stay on topic.
0: And that's what they just did. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: Tonight, we are talking about sexual compatibility.
0: Okay. We have pretty good compatibility.
1: I mean, I would think so. That We at least know that our parts work together.
0: That is very true. They
1: work well together. That's
0: true. They
1: earn together.
0: So, what is your definition of sexual compatibility? Not the formal definition. Everybody can Google that. That's not what they're here for.
1: I feel like it's it's when somebody matches your level of freak, and your level of desire, and then also has like the same the same kind of like open-mindedness level as you. I okay. think that those, each each of those three things kind of have to be. Even or at least work well together in order to be okay. compatible with somebody. What about you?
0: So you went the total cerebral route. Um, I was thinking physically. That's okay. super important. I mean, I, I completely agree with with you on there. My first thought though was, you know, like a good fit, like a good um, ball and glove. Like a glove. Yeah. <laughs> um, because yeah, I I remember. Um, like early on in my sexual exploration as a teenager, being with someone who I probably would appreciate now, but then he was just too long and, you know, maybe there were different positions and things that we could have done, but I just didn't feel like our body was compatible. Yeah. So that, that killed that. Still a great friend, but, you know, um, have you ever had an experience like that?
1: Uh, I'm sh- definitely been with women who didn't take me well and that that definitely equals like yeah we this isn't gonna work sexually Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um or like for me if if we're gonna be like real intimate intimate and they're just horrible at like kissing Mm -hmm. or
0: yeah Two wet kissers, I don't, I don't like that.
1: You know what the worst possible thing to happen when you're kissing with somebody hmm. is if somehow they hit you with their teeth. Like, I'm like, how the fuck did you do that? Like, they just dive in tooth first and yeah. just catch you with it. Like, that from that point on, I never want to kiss you again because I'm like, how how can you ruin
0: well, kissing that bad? Well, I have someone with braces before. And we were teenagers, so all we used to do is, like, kiss, 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 kiss. And we used to have, like, cuts in our mouths and stuff like that like on our lips.
1: That's ridiculous. Um, I would not be in that relationship.
0: We weren't kiss compatible.
1: Yeah, that's no good.
0: Or other physical things like, you know, somebody who has a fetish that you just are not with.
1: Yeah, that's, well, I mean, that's what I said. That's like where the desire comes in. You know, like if you're a foot fetish person and the person you're with is just completely Mm anti-feet. Or if you're like, yo, I really, really like getting choked and the other person is like, "Mm, Mm -hmm. I can't I can't choke. Like it's not something I'm into or just breath play scares the shit out of me, Mm -hmm. you know, but there are exceptions to those rules because sometimes you might be with a partner who's like, I won't choke you, but we can get somebody else. Like there's times that I've been um, hired to work with couples and they'll be like, well, I don't really know how to do this. So A, can you show me Mm -hmm. or B I'm not really into this, but my partner is. So can you do that to her?
0: So that is a really mature, um, Couple or relationship, and I think that sometimes is an area that I find like our audience has a hard time with. It's knowing that you know they have a good thing going. Maybe the person is great on paper. Their families get along. Great on have, paper. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, an
1: MBA or something.
0: I mean that that always
1: helps. Okay. But
0: I mean it could be anything. Like gotcha. they don't have a record or they have good credit or, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's like three things. That's tough. Well, You're looking for that unicorn,
0: it doesn't. I'm not unicorn saying that
1: paper.
0: he or she has to have it all, but yeah. whatever good on paper, moves yeah, yeah, yeah. You. yeah. Um, but you guys get along really well, but then when it comes to the sex, there's that barrier, and sometimes that could be make or break. But being able to be kind of like mature in your relationship and saying we need to outsource this aspect mm-hmm. that could really keep a lot of people together, don't you think? Facts, yeah. I mean, yeah. we've done it,
1: you know, cucks out there, mm-hmm. they, they know they know to bring.
0: Yeah, people right, right always sign in, you know? try to make fun of cucks, but they to me they're they're pretty bright.
1: They they stay with their ladies for a long time as they long sure as they do. know their place.
0: Yeah, that is true.
1: But I mean, I th- as, it's interesting because actually, um, on a recent trip to Las Vegas, there was a uh, a couple that we we shot with. Um, the bottom is a complete pain slut, so we were just there, just beating on her, mm-hmm. you know, consensually you know whipping and this that and the other and her dom just wanted to record watch and enjoy watching her be a pain slut and it wasn't anything that went into sex or anything Mm -hmm. like that and then like once we were done with the uh with like the session she was there for her bottom to you know Clean her up and and do all the aftercare and like just watching them together. To me, I was like, wow, that's really beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Because they just have that that kind of connection. But they did outsource mm-hmm. some brutality.
0: Yeah, I'm with
1: it. Yeah, I think I think it's important. I feel like that's expert level compatibility though, because some people are still working on the what even feels right for my body. So mm. when you when you go back to that, what do you think are ways that people can find? Like first of all, how can people find out? Well, what do I need for my body?
0: Um, looking and who you're looking to be compatible with. So,
1: so let's take a situation like what you brought up earlier, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Dude was too long." Mm-hmm. So, how do you, as a woman, know like what is your mm-hmm. what is your depth or yeah. your width that you're that you're out there looking for?
0: Dildos, yeah. that's something that I definitely hadn't experienced before that time and was really caught up in the idea of like, oh, he got a long dick and you know, that kind of stuff. And the reality is like, that's great and everything, but I really don't need that to be satisfied. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would have known that had I tried a couple of, you know, if I did a little bit of sexual exploration on my own.
1: So it's very important for people to go out there and explore their bodies. You know, Mm -hmm. if if you try it on yourself, and you don't like it, chances are you're not gonna like it with somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. So that's important. Or also just find out what fits, what works, what pleases you, and then don't be afraid to share that information with your partner or your potential partners. So that way you know, y'all can get it in, have a good time.
0: Mm-hmm. So one of our producers has a question. What about um, women, and I guess men, who are more reserved and, and how can they learn um, how can they learn for themselves? I think, you know, if you're reserved and shy and um, worried about even exploring your own body, you may want to consider what you're out there doing, exploring other people's.
1: Word.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> if you're coming to the table and you're not sure what pleases you, um, you might be putting yourself in, I mean, it could be fun just figuring out, but you also may be putting yourself in a position where you find, you know, maybe you're not, you feel pressured or you're just kind of going through the motions and that's never
1: fun. I see a lot of times with, with couples that don't do that self-exploration that then they become upset Mm -hmm. with their partner or even not in relationships, just people in general, they go out there and they're with somebody and then they're upset with that person for not being able to please them, but yet Mm -hmm. they don't know how to please themselves. So they can't even give people any direction or or something in the general area Mm -hmm. of what they'll enjoy. And I think that you know expecting somebody else to just know your body isn't always it it, it can hurt you from actually finding potentially great lovers Mm -hmm. because some people take direction really well you know not everybody is just going to be like i know exactly the stroke that this person likes Mm -hmm. or the way that they like to be touched or this that and the other which is not to say you know please know what a clitoris is when you start, like there's basic information that you should just know and shit. Right. But, you know, every human being is different. Mm-hmm. So it is important to know yourself.
0: Well, I think also something that you said uh, earlier about being open-minded and it's true. Sometimes we find people that we really want to engage with um, or, and we don't have a long history of getting to know ourselves. And we have, I don't know, all the many hangups as to why. But if you really find someone that you like and is open minded and you have that level of sexual compatibility where you're open about sex, you can really have some fun exploring together. I think sometimes the tough part is, um, like you said, people come into it thinking the other person should already know Mm -hmm. or not taking into account that you don't have a really large, you know, sex, sexual repertoire or understanding of yourself and being honest with your partner and saying, you know, I want to try some new things or how can we test my limits in this area or test your limits in this area?
1: Let's dive into this toy box.
0: Yes. Yes. The toy box.
1: (laughs) So let's think, what about physical attraction? What, what makes somebody attractive to you for your compatibility purposes? Let's, let's skip Tinder and just let everybody know what you're looking for right now.
0: Okay. Right now. Oh boy. Right now. I don't care what they look like. (laughs) Um, well, you know, I really, really like, I like men that take care of themselves. Um, and I'll just go ahead and broaden it to, to women as well. I like, I look for small details. I even look for things now. This is very hypocritical, but this is a very jazz moment. Mm -hmm. Things that I don't have time for. I often look for that in potential partners. Like, for example, whenever we um, are seeking out a female sub or a third. Mm-hmm. I look for things like, are her nails painted properly all the way, as mine right now are not painted at all. <laughs> um, it's like these little details that to me show that they, they either went the extra mile for, in terms of meeting me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or they just go the extra mile in terms of taking care of themselves. Um, I like... Um, what else? Oh, there's so many fun little things. But in terms of also sexual compatibility, I like a lot of fun. I like laughter, people who don't take things too serious. Okay. And I also like it when their sexual demeanor matches their personality. Because there are some people who have awesome, great personalities. You know, it's kind of like being catfish. Um, when they're out of the bed, they're like quirky and fun and exciting or whatever. And then in a bedroom setting, they get really either quiet or they're just, they have a different sexual persona. And I feel disappointed by that. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: No, I just think different sexual personas sometimes can be really uh, surprising in a good way, though. You
0: Rarely know? does it happen, though. It's usually the like the, the
1: quiet people that then when you get them behind closed doors are just like wild out freaks and all that. Like,
0: Yeah. Well, I like to know what I'm going to get. That that's <laughs> if you're gonna be quiet, be quiet. Don't turn into some animal house and I think I'm gonna have nice romantic quiet. Don't be jumping out on me. <laughs> How about for you? Hmm. Well, I'll just explain myself. So I'm about five four.
1: <laughs> I think um for me, I think sexually I I look for confidence. Mm-hmm. So if you have a quiet confidence or a boisterous confidence, either one is fine with me. I mean, I find usually though that people are, that are like super loud, they're usually not as confident. But mm-hmm. like people who got that like strong, they comfortable in their sexuality and who they are. I really, I really like that. Like a woman who's like, "This is what I like,"
0: mm-hmm. you Do know. That.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no matter how wild it is, or even if even if it's not really wild, even if it's more on the, on the tame side of things. But if she knows, like, this is what I enjoy. Um, but I think that that just, that's probably just because of the, uh, my level of professionalism. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I like, I like that. I like when people are like, this is what I like. This is what it takes to please. But me. you're a
0: pleaser yeah. in general, sexually. So if that makes sense, that so you need someone that is, that you're compatible, that will allow you
1: please them yeah like let go and let king that's that's mm-hmm. the motto mm-hmm.
0: look at you
1: but i think um i think also though someone who's willing to be open to try new things mm-hmm. because you know it's good to know what you like but it's also good to every now and again just try something even if you try it and it's you're like eh it was I yeah. right wasn't really for me But at least, or it could lead to just a funny ass story, like yo, remember that time we tried to do that shit upside down?
0: Yeah, I I still have a neck brace on
1: for (laughs) me. I mean, then that wouldn't be so cool, but (laughs) I think that I think that that would be, um, I think that that's something that's really good for me. Um, So, what are some good, effective ways to work on your compatibility? Like, let's say you like somebody, Mm -hmm. and maybe it didn't go as great as you wanted it to the first time. But you're like, I really like this person. What? How can, how can we be better? How can mm. we make ourselves more compatible with one another?
0: That's a really good question. So I think the the number one thing it feels like this is the number one thing when it has to do with anything with any type of relations is communication. Sure. Yeah, talk about it and saying that like I really really love hanging out with you. You know, um, that first time that we had sex it was a little awkward. Or I. You know felt a little whatever
1: wrong hole
0: yeah like you know that <laughs> i felt violated <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you know whatever it, whatever it is that you felt and and either didn't enjoy or felt that you were both off on but I, I really would like to try again what are some things that we can do to make it work this time you yeah. know like even with the person that i brought up earlier on um, had I really been invested in having a sexual relationship a long term or being sexually compatible, there are some things that we could have done different.
1: We could have done different positions, yeah. start with shorter strokes, mm-hmm. lubed up better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I could have done all those things. But yeah. granted then I didn't have Royal Fetish Radio at the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so communicating one that you at least want to make the effort. And I think that kind of gets everyone over that like that awkward hump of like, it just didn't work. And I don't want to look at this person again.
1: Yeah. I mean, but if you, if you're in that position, then you probably shouldn't do that. But I mean, but I'm saying, I'm saying in those situations when you were like, maybe it just, it was a little awkward, Mm -hmm. but I like this person. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not not saying it was a horrible experience. Let me dive back in. Mm Cause that that could be traumatic.
0: Yeah, you can, I agree with. That. Going
1: back to a to a bad experience. I'm just saying, like, you know, even if you have great sex, you can always communicate mm-hmm. better and have even better sex.
0: Well, I think that's the other thing that's important. Sometimes people are compatible when they first get together, and then you can lose that compatibility. Things change. True. Um, it's always nice if you and your partner are growing at the same pace and direction, but that's not always the case um so again having that communication with one another and when you are not um when it doesn't feel compatible you know kind of going back to the back to what is this saying oh my goodness when you go back to the drawing board <laughs> <laughs> going back to the drawing board back
1: to life back to reality yeah. i don't know what you are drawing board. About
0: and and figure it out. So, it's okay if you lose your compatibility over time. Um, there's certainly ways to avoid that, which is communicating more often. But if it happens, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean that you you know you necessarily need to go and step out on one another unless that's a solution. Yeah,
1: there, right? you can you could swing, you can be open, you can be friends and part okay. ways. I mean, I guess it all depends on how what your view of relationships and human relationships are because some people don't feel that everything you know it's that reason season Mm
0: -hmm. lifetime or something yeah
1: you know what i mean like we
0: need to up our
1: tyler perry yeah yeah our cliches ain't on point today (laughs) but it's okay i think um one thing about compatibility is there's this thing called chemistry Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and chemistry is not always something that you're like you can even put a finger on. It's just sometimes that there's there's that person you meet and y'all just like want each other, rip each other's clothes off, get it in, hey, you into that word. I'm into that too. Like you ever tried that? Nah, but I'm down to try that with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you do run into people like that in this world. And in those kind of situations, like, yo, just ride that wave. Ride Enjoy it. that shit. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> it. You know, um I think I think when it comes to uh compatibility also people find like if you're not sexually compatible with somebody Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you have to stop communicating with that person it doesn't even mean that you have to completely stop being sexual with that person Mm -hmm. if you're still attracted to them i think that it just means you got more to work on and i think sometimes working on it can be fun if you have your mind set to this is going to be an exploration Mm -hmm. with this person and we're going to find what ways we are compatible. Cause like, let's say, let's say we just weren't, like, let's say there's one thing that we both tried, Mm -hmm. and maybe I don't like it and you do, Mm -hmm. but what can we find that we both like?
0: Right, and do more of that.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: I'm definitely with that. So yeah, if you're not compatible, and remember sex is learned, you know, so much of it is learned behavior, at least for the sake of compatibility and fun that you know of course you know we know that it's it can be very natural for the purpose of procreation. but if you're trying to have a good time a lot of it is learned behavior so you know don't give up on a person that you really like that just hasn't found your sweet spot yet
1: sweet spot you like that i do i like (laughs) it made your own cliche
0: so people are always you know when we post the scene a royal fetish film scene they're like i would love to be on that set we came you know, or me next, me next.
1: They be bullshit. Yeah, we know, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> we know. But for the sake of conversation, okay, King, I got you. Um, I'm wondering what makes someone um, highly compatible on on set, you know, like for a scene, somebody that you say, like, I definitely want to shoot with that person again, or like, that was great.
1: I think first things first, in, in regards to shooting, is they got their business. Word. first and foremost you know like they're not hitting me up like i want to shoot with you hey
0: hey
1: hey <laughs> like if you if you hit me up with hey first then chances are it's not gonna happen um but when it comes to being on set like arriving on time mm-hmm. uh on
0: time for your uh, dates. you see how this <laughs> can work
1: it... yeah it could work it could work mm-hmm. off set too mm-hmm. you know arriving on time having everything that you need their on set,
0: okay. Loop um, <laughs> your test papers. <laughs> your right? test papers so you know your status. Okay. Know your
1: status. Um, you know, uh, choices of your outfits that match whatever the script that we agreed upon is.
0: Minor details, okay. Your appearance
1: okay. and being uh, being able to go with the flow, okay. you know, because as you know, sometimes on set, you know, people might get Better ideas of of lighting, or better mm-hmm. ideas of 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 how to shoot it, or whatever. So you know, not being too rigid,
0: mm-hmm. okay. flexibility, but
1: flexibility, but then also at the same time, you know, sticking to the time constraints and mm-hmm. respecting everybody's time, mm-hmm. and having a good time.
0: Okay, so actually liking what you do, yeah. Enjoy I don't, I don't
1: like working with people who don't want to be there. Like if it's what we're doing is art, so. You know, there's got to be an aspect of it that is creative and, and free. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: I like that. So I think all of those are definitely transferable to real, real sex.
1: Oh, yeah. And wash your ass before you show up.
0: Has that ever happened?
1: No, but I have heard some horrible stories from other people. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm, I'm lucky to say that I've never been on set with somebody that just was, like, mm. wild on a B.O.
0: Okay, so I I have a story about that and sexually incompatibility, but I went forward with the shoot anyways because I was about my business. Okay. I didn't know that the person was a smoker.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, so that being on his clothes and mm. his mouth, and, you know, and I really was I, I was really caught up instead of enjoying the moment, thinking I'm going to have my pussy's going to smell like Marlboro. <laughs> 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 that's really what I was thinking. You should
1: have seen with the Marlboro Man.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't the Marlboro Man. So, um, yeah, that's also transferable. So stop that is smoking, true. people.
1: Yeah, get them squares out your mouth. So thank you all for tuning in to Royal Fetish Radio. This is a renaissance for the automated love. Everybody bye,